0: Okay, let's get started with Parshas Kisavo, Tufshin Ayin Hey, and we are towards the end of the uh, Jewish calendar for the year, second to last year for this year, before we get into Beth Hashem, the new year, Tufshin Ayin Vav, Haba Aleinu Litova. So let's start with something that is short and something that is maybe a thought that we haven't really thought of uh, too much. We all talk about Hashem. Hashem, we don't say Hashem's name because we know we can't say Hashem's name uh, in vain. We can't say it without a reason. But where do we get saying, where did it come from that we say Hashem, the name? Where does that come from? So we don't want to say, we know that the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is beyond human comprehension. We can't fathom it. So we just say the name, Hashem. But does that have a source? Where does Hashem, calling Hashem, Hashem, come from? And it's in Yom so to speak, as well, because on Yom Kippur, we all know in the Machzar when we talk about the avoda in the base of we say, "Oh, now Hashem, by the Kohen Gadol, Also acknowledges Hashem, Hashem, the name, the name. Where does that come from? Says the Tosefes Bracha, source number one. The author of the Torah Tamima in his other sefer Yitachin. Don't know for sure, but it's possible. Yitachin. the the etzlenu veGamadaras hakolmin the Arminhug. And what the earlier generations did. la esabore Hashem. Why do we call HaKadosh Baruch the name? Bekitzer. Be'oz hey And all we do, we, we write the letter hey. Kamosha kosvin, the and barach Hashem. be'ezras Hashem is all the name. be'ezras the name. The name, the name, the name. the name. Where does that come from? Hashem And how do we know that the name, how does anybody know that the name refers to HaKadosh Baruch Okay, we ascribe it, we use that, but is there a source for calling Hashem, Hashem, or is there a connection, says the Tosephus Bracha, maybe it's a Pusik in this week's Parsha. Towards the end of the Tochacha, we know Ezra Hasopher many years ago, made the rule that the Tochachos are read the Shabbos before the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah, and the Shabbos before the Shabbos before Shavuos. So we read Kisavu always, oh, the second to last Shabbos of the year, before Rosh Hashanah, and 99% of the time we read the Kosai the Shabbos before, the Shabbos before Shavuos. Just so happens this coming year, Hashanah Mu'uberes, in Eretz Yisrael, that will work out, the Shabbos before, the Shabbos before, in Eretz Yisra- in Chutz Laaretz, they will be, um, B'nei Chutz Laaretz will be a week behind Ben Eretz Yisrael for three months. After Pesach and the Parsha, I think, before Shavuos will be Bichukosai. But usually it's the Shabbos before the Shabbos before. Either way, so towards the end of the Tokacha, in this week's Parsha, Pasik Nunches. Hashem says all of these curses, Rahmanulasan, are going to happen if Imlotishmar says, if you don't follow all of these mitzvos that are written in this sefer, liyirah. As Hashem, ha-zeh, eis Hashem al-okecha. Let's just translate the Pasik. Says that Tosab Bracha. If you don't fear the awesome, honorable name, Hashem your God. The Pasik says it. The Pasik says, Hashem alokecha, what's another way of ex- ex- describing or noting Hashem alokecha? Hashem. Hashem hadechbad v'hano'raze es Hashem alokecha says the Tosav's bracha. This pasuk maybe is the source for what we do, what we do all the time. hazeh, <laughs> back to line six. Shelafanehu poter stimas lashonze. It explains the lack of clarity in this lashon. Barul liyeras <laughs> Hashem umafari says me. That's Hashem alokecha. the Torah itself. Clues us in how are we supposed to refer to others Barachu. You can't say Yurkei Vavkei. You can't say Shakai. You can't say Tsvakos. You can't say the names, the nicknames. Say Hashem. Hashem. Hashem And that's why on line 9, Ubisaydar vod in a couple of weeks, when be Hashem, we should all be in the base of Migdash, watching the Kohen Gadol, or knowing that the Kohen Gadol is inside if we're on the outside and we can't watch. Behem Shekh Gadol. On Hashem. It's all about the shame. And he continues and says, that's what we have many times in Unculus throughout the Torah, where it uses the Lashon of Shimosham, La Lashakim Shimosham, and Unculus always translates that as Hashros HaShchina. Kodesh Baruch, resting is resting his name. The name is another um, way of saying the Shechina. And that's where shame, HaShem, comes from. Okay, Now let's go back to the beginning. Parachavav, we know even though the quantitatively major part of this week's parsha is the Tochachah, we have a couple of mitzvahs as we get towards the end of the mitzvahs. We have the last couple of mitzvahs, not the last one, but before the last one, the penultimate mitzvah, we have the last few here in, in Kisavah. So we have towards the beginning of the parsha vidui Meisras, at the end of a, every couple of years of the Shemitah cycle, we declare that we've done everything that we were supposed to have done. We gave truma to the Kohen, we gave Iserishim to the Levi, we gave everything that we were supposed to do, <laughs> we did what we had to do in Yerushalayim, and what do we say in Pasik? Yud Gimel. and you shall say in front of HaKadosh Baruch We say, bi'arti haKadosh bin Abayis, I have removed all Kadshim, that's Truma, that's Yerushalayim, everything from my house. Levi, and I've given it to all the proper recipients. I've given proper staka. I've given proper maestros. Exactly what you told me to do. And then we add the last phrase. I have not violated any of your mitzvos, and I have not forgotten. I didn't forget, God. I didn't forget. So what does that mean? The last two words. What does that meant to tell me? We already said I didn't, I didn't not do anything. I fulfilled everything. Then we add on two more words, and I didn't even forget. What didn't I forget? Rashi. We've spoken about this Rashi in past years, but here we'll do it again. I didn't forget to make the bracha. When I gave trumas and mitzvahs, when I did all the mitzvos, I also made the bracha on the mitzvah. I didn't forget the bracha on the mitzvah. That's Rashi. Asks everyone. Asks all the Mepharshi Rashi. I didn't forget the bracha. That's what the Torah is telling me. Aren't brachos de All brachas, besides one and maybe two. Berchas Amazon, fine. Benching. Berchas Torah, maybe. All brachas are What's Rashi talking about? The Torah is saying that we declare that we didn't forget to make the bracha. What exactly is the message? So two thoughts mentioned by two of the Gdolia Chasidus, Quoted here in the Agdal Torah, one is a general thought, not really answering this question, but just a thought about the Chazal, and then the second one will relate to the relate to the question. First, from the Sfas line three, the Beis Yisrael quotes from the Sfas that the Gemara in Brachas tells us, "Lefri Divrei gemara Velo Yisro Bracham Ipiv." We have to make sure the Gemara says not to throw Brachas out of our mouth. What does that mean to throw a Bracha out of one's mouth? Don't throw the bracha out of your mouth. Rashi says there, Bimihirus, don't say a bracha so fast, so quickly, like we all do. Shedoma alav kamasa, that it appears like a burden. I want to get it over with. I want to do it quickly. I just want to eat already. I give the amount of time that it takes to go from the plate to my mouth. That's as long it takes for me to make the bracha. Says Rashi in brachas. No, no, that's throwing a bracha out of your mouth, and that makes it look like a burden. No, we have to focus on brachas. We have to mean brachos. Says the Tzfas Emes, sometimes we don't remember if we made a bracha. I'm like, did i are like, right? did I make a bracha? That could only happen if I was Zorek bracha mi piv. If I said a bracha properly, if I focused on what I was saying... There would never be a question of did I make the bracha or not. If I made a bracha loud and clear and everybody said ame to my bracha, I would clearly remember whether I said the bracha or I didn't say the bracha. We don't remember if we made a bracha. We don't remember if we said yala Yavo. We al-amater. Why? Because we weren't focused. We just said it two minutes ago. 45 seconds ago. We can't even remember what we said. Because we weren't focused. <speaking in> Brachami <Hebrew> Piv. What are we saying? What is this? drush. Hakadosh I didn't forget, meaning I didn't make a bracha in a way that I would forget the bracha if I made the bracha afterwards. We have to make brachos in a way that it will be clear to us whether we made it or not. Says the Swashemas, Kasha Adam, Zore Bracha mi piv so If I don't say it properly, I'm a Right, something that maybe at this time of year we say this every year, but we could say it again. An area where we all have to need improvement on. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky writes, "Why is it that in all other areas of life we we monitor our growth? We can measure how many mesechtas we've learned and how many, uh, how much we've accomplished, and how many hours of chesed did we do, and how much, how much that, how much." But it says Rabbi Yaakov, we're still saying brachos maybe worse than we did when we were in third grade. It says Zerub Yaakov, why aren't we going, growing in brachos? Why aren't we growing in tefillah? Maybe it's not a coincidence that the second to last Shabbos is we always have this Rashi that deals with brachos. Or we've quoted this story in the past when the person comes to her Shlomo and asks him, I need a Yeshua. I need a salvation. I need a school. A Rebbe, please tell me tell me a skula, what, what, tell me, what do I have to do? How many times do I have to say which to heal him? What do I do for a skula to bring a salvation? I need a Yeshua. And if Shlomo Zalman says, I'm not a magician. I don't know what skulas there are, but I'll tell you what I do. When I need a Yeshua, I try to make brachas with kavana. I try to focus a hundred times a day. Out of the hundred times a day, I try to make brachas with kavana. Imagine if Shlomo Zalman was telling us what types of people we would be. If we would focus on the words that we say to Hashem directly, Baruchat Hashem, a hundred times a day, that's the first shot of the Sfas Emes. Number one. Number two. Number two is skipping down to line twelve. Kol Fresh macha. Now we get to the question we asked before. What does it mean? That I didn't forget. It can't be referring to something that's derabanan. The Torah is not referring to something that's in derabanan. So it explains Reb Leibola Eger. Reb Eger was a unique individual. The grandson of Reb Kiva Eger. A well-known, well-known what world where Eger was in. And his grandson went over to the other side, so to speak. He became a Chassid. He became a Talmud of Kutsk. Reb Leibola Eger. Says Reb Leibola Eger on line 14. What about the Lushan of the Torah? What did the Torah say? I didn't forget. That's how the Torah formulates the Chazal. As if it's the Torah earlier said something, and now the, I'm emphasizing I didn't forget. Cesar Blabla Eger, Elevada in line 18 even though all Brachos are duraban, the Ashik Nesagadola made up all Brachos, Imkal Zos, but still Lo Yitain Lamar. It's impossible to say Khalila. It's impossible to say that he, before before Ajay says our great ancestors ate without acknowledging God at all before eating. What how could that be? What before? Ajak says about David Amelech. David Amelech, he just ate without saying anything before he ate and drank. Well, we would say, well, there were no brachas yet. Says there weren't formal brachas, but it's impossible. I just thought right now I would have put it in the Mar The Gilyan Ashas Rabbi Kiva Eger, on the first parak in brachas towards the end of the first parak has a comment where he says, like his grandson, it can't be that you say this, the. Principle of Safek Brachas Lahakel by Brachas Hanehenin Because it's stealing from God. And you can't do it without, without, when you make when you're eating, you can't, you can't eat without eating. Similar to what the grandson just says here. Logically, it can't be that somebody would eat without saying anything about the Kaddish So even before Brachas were Mesukan, says it must be that all of our great ancestors said something. They acknowledged the Kaddish Hu. They said, thank you. I believe it's from you. It has to be. It's impossible otherwise. And the Torah even alludes to it. Line 21. Think back a couple of weeks. The Pesach and Parsha's Ekev tells us, Remember Hashem, He's the one who gives you everything you have to remember Hashem. That Pasik is telling me to remember Hashem when I'm about to partake of something that he gives me. tavinu Lizgar Davar. We are commanded that we have to remember by each item that we have, ki Hashem so So even before we have the institution of brachos, it has to be, says Reb Leib Leiger, that something was said. It was just later on, because we can't say it ourselves, just like tefillah, because we don't know how to, how to word it properly, so Chazal instituted certain language that we should use. But even beforehand, it was, acknowledge, it was acknowledged. Maybe he suggests that the pshat lo shachacti, lo milavarechacha, not the technical bracha that was instituted, but the idea. Of acknowledging Hakadosh Baruch Hu. when I do a mitzvah before I partake of anything, when I do a mitzvah, I also have to acknowledge that this act is going to bring me closer to Hashem. Hafrashas Shumas and Maizrus. It's impossible that I would do that without without saying a bracha. Says the Rabbi Leibler That's Lo It's referencing the earlier Pasik of the Zacharta. Hashem Elokecha. I didn't forget. I remember Hakadosh Baruch Hu in all of my. In all of my actions. Okay, that gets us right into the Parsha. Let's continue. So we have the Parsha of Bikurim, we have the Parsha of Bidu Maisaris, and then Moshe Rabbeinu, as we know, this is one long conversation, monologue, that Moshe Rabbeinu is making. The entire Sefer Dvarim is Moshe Rabbeinu's speech at the end of his life to Klal Yisrael. Says Moshe Rabbeinu now in Perach of Zion. We finally get to some specific instructions what B'nai Yisrael are supposed to do when they go into Eretz Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu realizes and accepts he's not going in, so he gives them instructions. Moshe commands them keep all the mitzvos on the day. I'm going to die. He doesn't know this, but he says, I'm going to die as I says Moshe Rabbeinu. About a little over a month later, you are going to go into Eretz Yisrael on your Nisan. On the day that you go in, you shall make erect stones and smear them with lime. The Kasav Talim is called write the entire Torah on them. We discussed this a number of years ago, both the thought of Rabbi Yeruchim, the beautiful idea that this was like a mezuzah on Eretz Yisrael writing all the Torah, uh, right? When they go in, the mezuzah. The Malvin also discusses, was it in the Yardin? Was it next to the Yardin? All the different types. But then, we got through the Yardin. What's the first thing we have to do? What does the Kodesh Baruch Hu tell us? What does Moshe tell us? asher anochi mitzave bahar evo. Go in. Where are they going through? Probably somewhere near, right? Gilgo, Yericho. And what's the first thing we have to do? Go up north. On that day, go to Har Eval. Har Grizam and Har Eval. They're nowhere near where Klai Yisrael went through the Yardane. And there on Har Eval, build the Mizbech where we have archaeological evidence of these Mizbechos on Har Grisim and Har Eval today. Mizbach Avanim, Lozanevalev Barzo, Mizbach Shlem was Tivnev, Vechulu, Valesa, Lov Olos, you should bring Olos on that, Vezavach the Shlamim, Vechasavta al-Havanim is called Divriya Torah Azos, and write the Torah down over there, Ba'er He Tev, which Chazal tell us in all 70 languages. Ask the Azaim Latorah, Ask Rev Saratskin, why did Hashem make a Shlep all the way up north, near Shem, by Hagrizim and Arevo, right when we went in? Just build up his back right when you go in. You're in Eretz Yisrael now. What's the schlep all the way up north for? It, and then come back. They didn't, we didn't stay there. Then we came back. And then we, then we conquered Yericho. Yadavka went up to Agrizim and Ar-Evo, came back down, as if there was a symbolic gesture through this. Says the Azayim Latorah three ideas, three suggestions. Source number four, top left. Parsa. And remember, they didn't conquer any of the 31 kings yet. They were going in enemy territory. Right? So they, 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 and they had just fought. Sichon, Og. So what were they doing? Going to build a Mizbeach. Line 7. They're going to say, what's going on? They're lost. They're going to attack us. Three ideas. Number one, line 11. Number one, Kla Yisrael coming into Eretz Yisrael wanted the world to know that our coming in is not like any other nation conquering a land that they chose. We are not coming as foreign conquerors. That's not why B'nai Yis- that's the, the connection of Am Yisrael to Eretz Israel is unlike any connection of any people in any land in the world. Why are there Australians on Australia? Because people went there and started living there, and what a great coincidence, now they live there. Every land in the world. It wasn't theirs before they came there. There was a war, there was a conquering, there was a settlement, and that created the connection. Our connection comes way before. Before the world was created, possibly. But at least going back to Bore Avinu. You don't have to look farther than the first Rashi and Chumash. Why the Torah starts over with gracious Bar Kim to teach us our connection. We write the entire Torah in her, on our her The first day, we walk through like we own the place. Why? Because we do own the place, Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave it to us. Hashem didn't give us any other land. Jews are not allowed to walk throughout any other country in the entire world, like they own the place. Because we don't, we don't have any more connection to any other land than anybody else in those lands. But Eretz Yisrael belongs to Am Yisrael. Hakadosh Baruch Hu said so. He put it in the teva the bria, so we dafka walked all over the land. Why dafka har That's not related to in the first answer. <coughs> So we need the second answer. Second idea, line 18. Kishabah Avram Avinu. Alpi mitzvah Hashem Leheretz Kenan. The first ole. We are paralleling the first oleh to the first nation that made Aliyah. Avram Avinu. When he first went into Eretz Yisroel, where did he go? Avram Aretz Ad Mekom Shechem. Ad Elon I'm giving it to your offspring. And he built him his Ba'ach there. Avram went to Shechem and built him his Ba'ach. Where did Am Yisrael go? They went in. They followed their forefather. You go in. You go to where it all started. You go to Shechem. You build him his Ba'ach. Just like Avram Avinu. Number two. And finally, number three, and that obviously, for sure, obviously explains why that place. Number three, Le Man'ye du Bnei Yisrael. It wasn't for anyone else. The first two ans- the first answer was focused on everyone else. The second answer was focused on our place in history. The third answer is meant to teach us a lesson about our connection. You know why we went back to where it all started? Because Hashem promised the land to Am Yisrael, to Avram Avinu, and to his descendants, as long as they remain true, as long as they followed the Torah. Once that didn't happen. Then the Lamb threw us out. And that was Gullus. So Dafka, we went and we wrote the Torah down over and over and over again in all the languages to instill within us that our connection to Eretz Yisrael is predicated on our connection to Torah. And they need to go hand in hand. Three ideas then about why Am Yisrael had to go up to up north to Har Eval near Shechem on the first day when they first got there. Okay. Moving right along, Parachaf Ches. Parachaf Ches, Pasuk Vav. We have a few psukim about the Brachas. And then we have the majority about the Klalas. So let's focus on one pasik of Bracha before we get into others. A very famous Pasuk. Barachata B'Voecha uvarach It's on many doorways in various places. Blessed are you as you come in. Blessed as you on your way out. What does Rashi say? There's obviously a connection here. Rashi says, What does it mean? Blessed as you're coming in, blessed as you're coming out. You're going out of the world should be like you're going into the world. Just like we came into the world we have all our, have a clean slate. When we're born, not only that, our fathers take our till we're 13, so we really have a clean slate the first couple of years until we get the Barkshev tarani. But we have a clean slate. So the bracha is we should have a clean slate on the way out too. Barachata bavoecha u'varachata That's one pshat. The Gemara, Rashi quotes the Gemara in B'metziah daf kuf zayin. But there's another pshat given there in the Gemara. Source number five. In the Yotavah's Torah, another pshat Chazal give us blessed is your going out. Blessed is what goes out of you. set sae me'echa kimosecha. Barach atabete secha, the brach is that our children should follow in our ways. Barach atabete That's a different shot. Says the Chidah. Says the Chidah. Rabchaim Yosi David Azulay. The Gemara tells us in Baba Basra, line two. Misha ben Kemosa, lo Namra ba Misa. If somebody leaves a child who follows in their path, who follows in their derech, they were mashpia on the child during their lifetime. And after their lifetime, the child continues in the path that that person is not dead. The Adam Holech. If a person is living through his children and reaping the b'schar of how he influenced his children, then he's still living and he's still moving. He's called a Holech. mitzvos if it was just him, at a p'tira, we're called omdim, like the Malachim. We're finished. If a person, though, was Mashpiyah, then he's never an Ome, Even after he dies. Amnam Adam Lil Motor, Mitzvah, Because he has a Chelek. He has a Chelek in that in those Mitzvahs. Uh, mitzvos. Navi Yeshua, Kohen, Gadol. and this is what the Navi was told. Navi told in Zacharia, He told Yeshua the Cohen Gadol who was Macabal, remember this time period, everybody was intermarried, until they started the great shuva movement, in the time of, Damat uh, Ba'ayisheni, and the Yeshua HaKohan is told, if you do this, if you get everybody to be Baalit Shuvah, I will make you a goer, a Mahalich, amongst these Omdim, who are the Omdim? Chazal tell us, the Malachim, the angels, an angel can't move up, a spiritual ladder. But we, human beings, Yahshua, and Gadol, you could be a holech. If you're mashpia, if you could affect, that's the greatest bracha in the world. Because that's what we say, our lips are still moving. Even after we pass on, parents are still accumulating and moving and living through the children. That's baruch ata secha. Blessed are you when you go out, you can put both, I don't know if he really means this, but maybe he does, both pshatim of chazal could be put together. Rashi, who says, our going out of the world should also be belichait, and all be be weighted to mitzvos, but that's related to how much we input into our children. She would say, because that will keep us accumulating throughout our years, even after 120. It's even, he quotes... Relel Lepian quoted on the flip side from Yisrael Salanter. Maybe this helps us explain a perplexing Chazal. We know the story at the end of Shmuel Aleph, the story of Shaul and the witch. Shaul and the witch of Eindor, when Shaul HaMelech, is being ignored by the Urim being ignored by all the ways that he usually finds out whether the war is going to be successful. See, he finds a witch in Endor, and he brings Shmuel and back from the dead. And the the, 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 the witch screams because she realizes he's a king. All story there. But there's a Gemara. The Gemara at the beginning of Chagig, Tal, the Gemara tells us that Shmuel appeared with someone else. Who else did Shmuel appear with? Shmuel was scared when he was summoned he was summoned. Shmuel, you got to go. Shmuel's like, what? What's going on? He was nervous, so he grabbed Moshe Rabbeinu with him. Moshe, coming with me. I don't know what I did, but you are going to vouch that I, I was okay during my lifetime. That's what the Gemara says. Answer of Yisrael What was Shmuel scared about? Shmuel, and Avi. Right, he was. He was the he was the transitional figure between the Shoftim and the Naviim. Such a unique, powerful individual. What was he scared about? Cesar of Yisrael Salanter, he was nervous that he didn't do enough with his children. And even after one's lifetime, it still accumulates for us. Shmuel's children, we know. They weren't on his level. They didn't follow his path. Yol and They didn't. The Torah tells us, the Navi tells us, line 27, exactly what they did is not for now. But on the flip side, that's what Shmuel was nervous about. On the positive side though, this is what we, we acknowledge. Barachata b'tzay A parent has to do all they can. Obviously, Siata ha'dashmai is a major part of it. Parent does all they can and then the rest is up to barachu. But we have to make sure that we do all that we can to merit the barachata b'tzay Okay. Next. A thought that we mentioned a number of years ago, but I'm not sure if we ever mentioned it inside. It's a story that is known, I'm sure, to many of you, many, many of the listeners, but it's in print. So we'll have it again. The Torah tells us, and the Gemara tells us, two psukim later. Yikim Hashem lo Kadosh, Kashem Nishpalacha, Hashem will make you a holy nation, Viro Kalame Haaretz. All the nations of the world will see. Kishem Hashem Nikra that the name of Hashem is called upon you. There's the shame again, like we started off with. The yaromimaka And they will fear you. The nations of the world will see that the name of Hashem is called upon you and they'll fear you. What's the simple interpretation of the Pesach? Kishem Hashem Nikra Alecha. That we make a kiddush Hashem throughout our lifetime. Right throughout all of our, everything we do. People see us and they say, wow, he's, a, he's an Orthodox Jew. He's a servant of God. They live on a higher plane when we make HaKadosh Barakhu proud with our actions, Kishem HaShem Nikra Alecha, that's the simple interpretation of the Pasek. But of course, Chazal have another level of interpretation in the beginning of Masechah's Brachas. On this pasuk. Kishem HaShem Nikra what do you mean? The name of God is on you, literally on you. our Blazar Agado in the first parak in Brachas, Elu, Tfilin Shevarosh. This is the Tvilin Shevarosh. The Tvilin are on us. That's a reference to it. And the story is told of the Vilnagon. It's quoted here in the Mishulchan um, Pinimishokhanagra. I gave you one version of the story. Line six Shemati Misaprin. Alagon Rabenuel Yozatzal. The gra Shapam one lee let us line up a base malone. One night He slept over in a certain inn. Baiva Boker, Ahmad Bala Malone with his paloshachris, Viniatfil Kadas in the morning, everybody was in the inn, you know, they got together, whoever was there, to Davin. They were all davening. They were all davening on a regular weekday. Somebody barged into the motel and started beating up the the innkeeper. Started punching him and beating him up. And he screamed, "Help me! Help me!" when the Grah heard that there was a commotion outside, the Grah opened his room, the door to his room, he looked outside, right when the perpetrator, when the attacker saw the Grah, he fainted on the spot, dropped, and then they took him outside and let him get revived outside. The the, the, Bala Malone, the innkeeper said, "What just happened? What did you do? Did you like say some magical chant? Did you use like Shem Hashem? Did you what did you do?" He says, "I don't understand. It's a Gemara. He saw my fill It's a Gemara and Brachas. It's a Pasuk and Parshas Kisavo." Kishem Hashem of the army Mecca. What's the problem? It's a Gemara. Tama b'alham alone. The innkeeper said, "Yeah, but I'm also wearing tefillin." Didn't help for me. Maduo because Osi Kani. What'd you hit me for? Eishav lahagon. Says the Gra, "Ata no seinas at You have your tefillin on your head. That's true. But read the Gemara carefully. It doesn't say elu tefillin she'al but elu tefillin shebirosh. It's the tefillin in the head. It's the osmosis that should occur from the tefillin on the top of the head entering inside. You wear tefillin, but you wear tefillin. The tefillin stays on top of the skull, outside the skin. The message of tefillin, the message of being Mashabi in myself, to make myself subjugated to everything, my heart, my brain, as the beautiful tefillin says before we put on tefillin. All that, that's included. Elu Tefillin shebarosh. This is the message of Tefillin. That's the story. Kishem Hashem Nikra Alech. Okay. Moving right along. We are now up to Mitzvah number 611. 611. Two more in next week's Parshios. Mitzvah 611. The halachta bedrachav. The mitzvah that's quoted, the Chavetz Chaim notes, it's quoted eight times in the Torah in different ways. Being like Hashem, following in the ways of God, the halachta bedrachav, that is the mitzvah says daraisa, the chinach has it in source number seven, tough race Yud, Aleph, 611. Lalechas ulihi damos, badarchi Hashem izbarach. To be like Hashem. So let's read this Hebrew, and then we'll put an important limit on this mitzvah which is somewhat obvious, but we have to say it. We have to formulate it. We are commanded to, through all of our actions, be the, the, the straight, following the straight and the good path. And to turn all of the interpersonal occurrences and experiences that we have between us and our friends, to turn all of them al to make sure it's compassionate, to make sure there's kindness. We have to be like a in all ways. And he quotes the two gemaras in Shas about the gemara in Sota, the last summit of the first parak, and the gemara in Shabbos Kuflam Gimel. The gemara in Sota tells us mahu Four actions. It's the Gemara of actions. Ma'hu, kercholim, just like HaKadosh Baruch visited the sick. When he went to visit Avram Avinu after Bresmilah, so too we have to visit the sick. Ma'hu, just like he buried the dead, he buried Moshe Rabbeinu, so too we must. Ma'hu, just like he was Menachem, Avelim, he comforted the mourners, Avram and Yitzchak, and Ma'hu, just like he was Mal arumim, the earliest one. He clothed the naked, Adam and Chava. So to we, that's the Gemara about actions. We have to act in a kind way. We have to act in a giving way. We have to do everything we could do in action to follow Hashem. But then you have the other Gemara and Medrash. Shabbos Kuflam Gimel. Mahu Rachum. Afata Rachum. Mahu Chanun. Just like he is compassionate. Just like he is kind. Just like he is a giver. Just like he is the Midos. The first Gemara is about actions. The second Gemara is about Midos. We have to follow HaKadosh Baruch Hu in all different ways. Rav Solveitschik was very fond of writing, of talking about this, this uh, mitzvah. And he mentions it in all different elements. For example, even where Chazal don't mention it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Medjus tells us in Parsha's gracious. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Borei Olamos U Borei Olamos Humachrivam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created worlds and destroyed them. And then created worlds again. and destroy, Until he came to this world. So how are we supposed to understand that? Kodesh Baruch didn't make a mistake. He didn't create a world like, oh, I didn't mean that. Chas What's There's a message though. All Midrashim we know are written by the Tanoim to teach us a message. What's the message of that Midrash? Borei Umachar, Borei Said rev is to teach us to copy him. That if we don't succeed in something at first, keep going. Try again. Rebuild. You can do it. Even HaKadosh Baruch Hu modeled behavior for us to copy. Right? Not that, He didn't succeed in something. Can't even say those words. But just like he is, Bo So too we have to be, Just like HaKadosh Baruch of also continued and said, Is creative. The most creative being in the entire world is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Where does creative come from? Create. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the creator. He is the most creative being in the history of the world. He created. Just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a creator, we must be a creator. We must use all of our kochos and talents to be like him. That's this mitzvah. It's an all-encompassing mitzvah that applies to so much areas of our life. Line 14. We have to teach ourselves in so many different situations, we have to ask, what would a Baruch Hu do? And if that's too hard for us, we have to ask, what would my Rebbe do? What would the Rosh Shiva do? What would the God of do? Because that's the closest we could get. To realize, who That's the mitzvah, mitzvah 611. But there is a limit this mitzvah. It's hinted to in the chinuch himself. The chinuch himself hints to it. We know the Zebra Chinuch was written. We're not 100% sure who wrote it. Now the scholars think it was probably Rav Pinchas HaLevi, the brother of the Ra'ah. Not really Ra'ah. Many achronim assumed throughout the generations that it was the Ra'ah. Either way, it was one of the great Rishonim. He wrote it for his son to learn with his friends on Friday night. That's why the Zebra Chinuch was written. That's why it's so... It's not only Halacha, it's Hashkafah, it's written al Sederah, Parashah. He wrote it. It's the easiest to read Sefer HaMitzvos. That's why it's the most popular one, Sefer HaChinuch. So, says the Chinuch, towards the line 30, V'olai B'ni, that's why he, he's talking to his son. He says, even though this is true, my son, don't ask me, Al-Tachshov Lavo Alai, V'Kel Hashem gets angry. Don't think that you should copy God when we have a statement like that, that Hashem gets angry and that's the Gemara and Brachas, that Hashem didn't get angry the entire time, that Bilam wanted to curse the Jews, that was a great thing that he did. Says the Chinach to his son, we can't fathom what it means. Hashem doesn't get angry. Hashem is Kulo Tov. It's just said in that way for us to be able to understand it. If we are going to be punished, so it appears to be anger." But don't think that that's something to copy, because Hashem isn't inherently angry. That's the way the Chinuch puts it. But if you look in the Maharal, the Maharal in Source number 8, in his Chidushi Agados, on that Gemara in Sota that we just quoted, the Gemara at the end of the first parak of Mahu says the Maharal a Yesod Gadol in the mitzvah of the Halachta Bidrachav. Says the Maharal, says the Halachta Bidrachav only applies to the Midos that are the ones that we would think we should copy. Rachum v'chanun Erachapayim. God is the ultimate judge. We should not be the ultimate judge, says the Maharal. We shouldn't go around telling people what to do and what we think about their behavior. Hashem is the one who's going to give out schar Onesh. We don't have to give out schar Onesh, says the Maharal. V'halachta b'drachav is limited to certain midos, like the examples given by Chazal. Line 7. Again, it's an obvious point, but it needs to be said. Davka haloch achar lasos chesed lasos mishpat. Not meant for mishpat. Ki yi she sheyehoseh mishpat k'mosh Besides the fact that we're not supposed to, why aren't we supposed to? Because it's impossible. The judge needs to know everything. Only Hashem knows everything. We can't know everything. Rakim ilas chesed zero yelako. Right, that's it. Avomidas ha-mishpat Ain El Mishpat Hashem There's no connection. Efshar That's not the where this misvah is not all inclusive. So if we would have thought about this before and say, oh it's follow Hashem. Yeah, in everything. No, not in everything, says the Maharal. In the Midos that we would think it's appropriate to follow Baruch Hu. But not in the Midos of Mishpat, not in the Midos of what requires divine knowledge right only the midos that do not require that okay moving right along two more thoughts for the evening Ches, pasik mem vav now we're going all the way toward the end of the Torah. a pasik that is again we've spoken about before the pasik says pasik mem Zion actually not mem vav the pasuk says, starting with Memhei, All of these curses, are going to come on us. The curses are going to run after us. And they're going to catch up to us. So because we did not listen to Hashem. To listen to the mitzvahs and the chukim that He commanded us. All these curses will be in you. La os ule mofes, not for a good os or mofes, but it'll be recognizable. Why? Says the Torah, Tachas pasuk memzaim. Tachas hashloavadita hashem alokecha, b'simcha uvetuavlevav. Because we didn't serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu with simcha, with happiness, uvetuavlevav, and with a happy heart. So Uncle says, Shapirus Liba. We didn't serve meirov kol. What is meirov kol? We're not going to get into those two words this year. Rashi says, well you had everything. When you had so much good, you didn't serve a Baruch Hu Simcha is a major element of our avod Hashem. David said, it's not easy. Ivdu Es Hashem It's an avodah. David HaBelach wouldn't have to say that if it was easy. Ivdu as Hashem besimcha. Serve Hashem. It's the only, I think, Shulchan Arach, the only part of Tefillah where the Shulchan Arach says you should sing it. Shulchan says Davi, you should sing Mizbala so Nobody thinks Mizbala but that's what the Shulchan Aruch says. To sing Mizbala Soda. Ivdu right? as Hashem besimcha. The Rambam uses this in probably his most elaborate discussion of simcha in Mishnah Torah. The last halacha of Hilchas lulav. What is this doing there? Simchas beis hashoeiva. That's the Rambam at the end of Hilchas lulav discusses specifically simcha and sukkis, which has a triple v'samachta bechagecha, and the simcha related to the beis hamikdash. But then the Rambam ends off as he does many of his sets of halachas. Hasimcha source number nine. Hasimcha Adam The simcha that a person is happy. While doing a mitzvah, and with the love of Hashem that He commanded us, avoda Gidolahi. it's a huge avoda. The Sahara loves it when we're depressed. He loves it when we're feeling what we call blah. We're blah. We're just going through the motions day in, day out in a little rut, just going through. The Yitzhara loves it. He tries because we don't we accomplish so much less when we're not in it. When we don't feel good about ourselves. When we don't feel good about our vote, it's Hashem. The Yitzhar it and he piles it on. What are you so happy for? Right? We even think, when we see somebody smiling, walking down the street, we think they're strange. What are you smiling about? I'm smiling because I'm alive. What do you mean, what am I smiling for? No, if you're smiling, you have to be happy about something. The Ramam says, it's an avodah gedola. What does gedola mean? Does it mean important? Does it mean qualitatively deep? all the le- all the levels the him says to serve I go to sparkle bismillah is an gadola fa khallamu neya asma bismillah zo and if anyone withholds themselves and doesn't work on the simcha ro welee parmi manu it's going to pay for it how do you know he's going to pay for it ar posek shenamar tacha sholavata shemelokecho bsimcha betov lei vaf khala megis daito and if somebody holds themselves above simcha bachem they're too, they're too much focused on, I'm too much focused on myself. I'm going to be besimcha and simcha. Stora? No, it's not, it's not appropriate. Me? My covet? Right? David HaMelech didn't hold that, himself that way when he brought the Aaron back to Yerushalayim. David HaMelech got sweaty. He took off his jacket. He rolled up his sleeves, dancing. His wife even couldn't understand it. Michal looked out the window. What are you doing? David says, I'm being besimcha with a Baruch Hu. If somebody focuses on themselves, The strong Russian, the Rambam says in Mishnah Torah, he is a sinner and he is a fool. We have to allow ourselves to be besimcha with our Avodah Hashem. Last line, There is no greater covet. The Rambam says it adds to the mitzvahs themselves. The quality of the mitzvah is different when I do it b'simcha. Rabbeinu Bachai, on our pasik says it a little differently and adds on a Hosafa. It not only affects the mitzvahs, it itself is a separate element. We have a separate Simcha scorecard in Shamayim, says Rabbeinu Re- Bachai. Not one of the th- 613, possibly, but we have a scorecard. We're called to task. Obviously, al Itzelan. There are so many tsarists in the world. There's so much pain. There's so many difficulties that so many families are going through. HaKadosh Baruch understands that. But at least when we're doing a mitzvah, as much simcha that we could have in that I'm serving Hakkadish Paracho, I'm fulfilling what he told me to fulfill, as much simcha as we can have in that, that is what we have to be focused on. Says Rabbeinah Bachai, Lefisha Chayev adam ala simcha bis azgo mitzvos. We are Chayev to do a bisimcha v'a simcha ba maisa a mitzvah, mitzvah bifnei atzma. And the simcha is a separate element. Mil vada schaar shi ala mitzvah, ala simcha. Besides the shar on the mitzvah, there's a shar on the simcha shel mitzvah. There's also a bar tenura on Pirkei Avos that says this, but we have it here in one of the Rishonim, the Alkain, and that is why our pasuk says we will be held accountable if we could be besimcha, if we should be besimcha, and we don't fulfill all the simcha where that we could be. La adab ha besimcha u This is all true and correct back to the Tosephus Bracha who we started with, he says though, of course, it's amazing and important to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'Simcha. But I think, says the Tosephus Bracha, that this pasuk has a deeper message. Because I find it hard to believe, says the Tosephus Bracha, that somebody who doesn't serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'Simcha gets all these claws. We got all these curses because we didn't serve a Simcha at such a high level! Says the Tosef is bracha. He avodeth Hashem b'simcha. He madrega gavoa. It's a very high level. She zochim barak yechidei skula. Who? Who is always b'simcha? The Vilna Gaon once said, what is the hardest mitzvah to do? What's the hardest mitzvah to do? So the, the Briskarov says, Sipur Yisihas Mitzrayim. Feeling like I went out of Egypt. That's impossible. How do you feel like I went out of Egypt? So we try and we try and we try and we do our best. Okay. We do our best. That's the hardest mitzvah to do. Says the Groth is a harder mitzvah. The Being happy for seven days straight. Day and night. No disappointments. No getting upset. No getting angry. When we're when it's and we're on the road with everybody in this country, Bar Hashem. Right, or if it's in Chutz and somebody has to go to work on on and this and that, and the kids are not not getting upset twenty four seven for an entire week. Says the Gra, that's the hardest mitzvah. But really, it's something that we have to do for all our lives. But what kind of level is that? That's unbelievable. Says that those have If I'm not on that level, a kodesh who's is going to hold me accountable. What about if I if I serve Hashem Mi'ira? That's not good. If I serve Hashem Avah, that's not good. Those are also levels. You're not going to get the tochacha for that. Says the Tosef Brach, I think you could read the Pasuk a little differently. What does the Pasuk say? And both readings are, give us messages. Tachas asher lo'avadziz ha'shem What does that mean? Because you didn't serve Hashem. You did things that were wrong. You did Averis. We didn't serve HaKadosh Baruch b'simcho and we did it besimcha. We were happy when we weren't following a Baruch Hu. We got Hanah. It's as if, says the Tosefis Bracha. It's as if the Pasik says, line 24, Alke Nireh. And this is a classic Tosefis Bracha type of comment. He's very midactic on words. Kiloshana pasach Hazehu Mahupach. Veshiro Kemo is as if it was written, besimcha al Because besimcha, you didn't serve Hashem. It's like Moshe Rabbeinu. He doesn't quote it. But when Moshe Rabbeinu, he heard from Hashem, B'nai Yisrael did the egel, Right? Oh my gosh, Moshe says. What does he do? He goes down the mountain, he sees them dancing around the egel, and then he breaks the Luchos. As if the Torah is telling us, Moshe maybe could have handled that they were doing an egel, but they were enjoying themselves around the egel, They were dancing around the egel. That's that's too much to bear. What does the Gemara say in Masechus Megillah? Why were B'nai Yisrael Zochet in a bad way? To be annihilated in the time of Haman? They enjoyed the suda. Not just that they were forced to eat. They enjoyed it. The simcha that we get from doing an Avera, the simcha that we get from not following, says that's the problem. Sometimes we all fall prey. Nobody's perfect. right? We all do Averas. We all mess up. We all speak Lashon Hara. We all do this. We all do that. But are we happy about it? Do we enjoy it? We all have to realize as we get into this Shuvah time period, we all have to not be happy with our faults. That's the first step. And then we can try to remove them. Okay, one last thought for the evening. We end with something very special. If you look at the last Pasik of the Tokacha, you know, those who remember the Tokacha from Bukhu Kosai, we're all thinking of, like, some pasik that gives us a little comfort at the end. You know, what is the end of the kokosai? We're eila, deir, hapris, hakarish is like, okay, we end off, it's terrible, 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 we end off on a high. Okay, there's a pasik that, that brings us back. We don't end, like, in a rut. In Toki Savo, we end on the bottom. It just ends. Finish. Curse. That's it. That's where it ends. What does the pasik say? Pasik samaches. <laughs> and there's a, there's a parsha stuma, and then a different afterwards. But what does the Torah say? <laughs> Hashem will return you to Mitzrayim in boats. <laughs> On the derech that I told you. <laughs> Last phrase. <laughs> you will be sold. You will be sold to your enemy to as servants As slaves, as maidservants, the ain Kona, but nobody's going to want to buy you. You're going to be, you're going to even be trying to make a little living. You're going to be sold as a slave, but nobody's going to be interested in you. You're going to be forlorn. You're going to be left, nothing. Rashi says that Yigzro Lecha, they're not even going to want to buy you. They're just going to kill you. Right? Nobody's going to be interested in buying you. And that's how the Torah ends. That's it. Finished. As to Elah or Schlesinger, source number 12, that's it? That's all we have? At the end, the end of the B'chukosai, we have lo ma'astim lo ga'altim l'chalosam la'fer b'zidah, and, has, and shown him. there's a little nechama towards the end of the Torah, and here, boom, ain't koneh. Nobody's going to even, even, even bind you. What a terrible ending. Says Rav Jolti. He quotes Rav B'sal Jolti, you know, the robber of Yerushalayim in the 60s, the great Go'on Atzum, the Mishnas Yavitz, says Rav Zolti, there's a secret here, that it is a bracha. There are two ideas here. He says on line eight, Even if you want to be sold, what does that mean? I want to become part of the society in which I'm traveling to in my Gullahs. I want to just fit in. I want to not be noticed. I want to just be in the crowd. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to let you be totally assimilated. Ein kone, It is a bracha. As hard as a Jew tries, we've quoted many times in the past, the great quote from Rav Chaim if a Jew doesn't make Kiddush, the non-Jew makes Havdalah. If a Jew doesn't sanctify himself, so then, the non-Jew is not going to—they're not going to want us either. They're going to keep us separate anyway. She is Hakadosh Baruch Hu put it into the teva of the bria that we're going to be separate. Ain <speaking> kone, <Hebrew> we're going to go to all the other nations and all the other countries, and they're not going to be interested. They're not going to be interested. Point number one. But then there's a point number two—a second idea that Rav Jolti said. Line 19, Amnon b'er haravzatzal. Ein Koneh does not mean that we won't physically be bought. Because if you think throughout history, there were many times that we were slaves, that we were avadim, starting with Mitzrayim, all the way down. We were, slow. We were such a low class of society. Servants, slaves. We were caught. We were nikneh. We were bought. What does the puzzle mean? Ein konad. of Jalti. Because what's an Eved? An Eved isn't a physical reality. An Eved is someone who has identified as a slave to different values, a slave to a different Adon. That's an Eved. Throughout history, says of Jolti, no matter how many Adons we had, no matter how many nations we were Avadim to, it didn't touch our core. It didn't change who we were. We mentioned this in Haggadish year, and past years, the difference between Avde Hashem versus Avadim Hayinu Liparo. We weren't Avde Paro. We weren't totally identified with Paro. We happened to be there. Says Jolti, that's what it means, ain't Kone. The Jew will never be, as long as the Jew stays true to who he is, the Hu will always keep a core. Ubarahu, line 26. Jews who throughout the generations were sold as avadim. Haray. They weren't really avadim. They were physically avadim. But they didn't totally identify with being an Eved. Somebody's connected to Torah, they're free. Doesn't matter what physical state they're in. And just related to this, I quoted for you, probably the first time in a Parshash year, from the Chuvas makim. The heart-wrenching Chuvas written by Rav Ashri in the ghetto. The Shilas that he was asked. So in Chela Gimel, Chela Gimel Simin Vav, Chuvus Mimamakim, he was asked, are we allowed to say in the morning, Shelo Asani Aved? Look at us, they said to Rav Ashri. Look at us. How can we, how can we say Shelo Asani Aved? One morning the chazan started davening and he came to Shaloh Asani Yaved and he called out, Korah, B'kolmar, L'adonah Adonim, Eichu ha-lo mar-brachah zu b'shashinim sa-manachinu b'otzer v'shevi, chinam nemkainu. The whole tochacha is taking place in front of our eyes. How can we say Shaloh Asani Yaved? K'lodol bi-adeinu, where it's underlined. K'ishlachah v'mitfilu bracha. P'evilibu shavani, you have to have kavana. I can't have kavana here. It's a lie. The answer of Asheri, Again, just, just, kish above reading, just go through the table of contents of the Chuvash Mimam Akim. The questions that were asked. You don't have to go through the answers, which are unbelievable without Svarim, the, the pages and pages of Tshuvas. Just a question! What was his answer? Exactly the same idea that we just said. He said, you say it, and you say it loud and clear, because it doesn't matter what the Germans Imak try tried to do. We are not Avadim. Shalo Asani Aved. We are Avde Hashem. And we are benei because we are connected to the values of the Torah, and it doesn't matter if we, we are forced not even to do any mitzvahs. Line twenty two. What's an eved kenani? Someone is ob- who is obligated in less mitzvahs than a full Jew. That's an evid. An eved ivri has full kedusha as Israel. He's and all mitzvahs. But an Eved is defined by his Neshama connection. Martī. I I answer, the one who asked me, Ki chas v'shalom lohem, levat al-brach hazu, shuhusk'na, aydi obo sa'olam, shuhusk'na. That was enacted. Rabbo sinu z'cherno le-brach havi, ad-raba, dafka ka'eis. We davka say it now so we remember what a real Eved is. We remember we are not Avadim. We remember Am Yisrael lives on. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made us his Avadim. And that's the last two words of the Tokacha, Ein kone." Nobody will ever be able to buy us. Nobody will ever be able to make us their avadim, because we only have one Adon, and that's a Baruch Hu. And as we get into the second to last week, the second to last Shabbos of and He, we have to take this, that's part of Malchius. That's part of realizing we have one Adon, we have one Melech, we have one boss. And that's Akadish Baruch, Hu. and the more we could do that, the more we could be prepared to stand in front of Akadish Baruch Hu on Yom Adin on the day that the books are open. We have to realize, ain't Konan, there's only a Kone shemayim va'aretz. Okay, we'll stop here.